the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. And we see every day the need for people to step up and fulfill the obligations of that uh, most important political office. I'm with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, as well as the Unite IE Coalition of Patriot and Conservative Groups in the Inland Empire, where our mission is to unite freedom-loving, America-loving Americans, and magnify our strength and effectiveness in making and keeping America great, free, and prosperous. A special shout out uh, this week to all of our listeners who uh, identify in uh, Jill Biden's words as, quote, breakfast tacos, unquote. Uh, Personally, I identify as a bowl of Cheerios. We are especially pleased to welcome back to the show um, a man who identifies as a bowl of oatmeal, uh, Jim Riley. The owner of Riley's Farms is a great patriot. They uh, not only have great food up there, but they do historical reenactments. And for both families come up there on the weekend. And they also, at least in the past, have brought schools, have sent their children there to learn actual American history and see what it was like to live in those times. When actually, you know, I understand the people didn't even have cell phones at that at back in the back in the 1700s and somehow i can't imagine how they managed to uh manage to survive um welcome to the show jim um do i have that right about how you identify uh no i don't identify as oatmeal i identify as chicken pot pies sometimes as braised beef pies and that's what we make here so um although i do warn all candidates not to take all of us chicken pot pies for granted you know so yeah, chicken pot pie in every in every in every in every home. Because I also identify as a bodega on occasion too. Yeah, and and perhaps a, a bodega owner or or employee. Um, and we'll, 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 we're going to talk about that. And what, what led me to invite you back onto the show specifically this week were uh, was two recent articles you wrote on American greatness, and that's a that's a great source of. Uh, news and conservative opinion uh, among in addition to Jim, they have the writers include uh, Victor Davis Hansen on that site. That's AmericanGreatness.com. And the two articles are how bad does it have to get for some polite conservatives projecting virtue where it doesn't exist is a daily survival mechanism. They believe someone is honestly counting the votes. And that was from that was just very recently, July 10. And going back to June 10, same on the same general subject of projecting virtue where none exists. The Democrats have no problem with voter fraud because it serves them. If it served us, they would care mightily. And I, in, in that regard, I, re, I recall numerous right, know, right. videos yeah. of Democrats complaining about the voting machines switching votes and not counting votes accurately, but now this time you're 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 a you're a traitor and a spreader of disinformation. If you dare to suggest there could be any possible problems with our election system, so I'll just I'll turn it over to you. And what 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 are the point or points that you're trying to to make with your articles? Well, you know, basically the the genesis was in the 2020 election and and I, along with, you know, millions of others, saw the stories that were troubling, you know, not necessarily to the level of being evidence in court yet, but troubling enough that I thought that our side at least should be taking it seriously. And I ran into sort of establishment Republican after establishment Republican who kept sort of... um, eschewing the idea that uh, voter fraud could really take place on on a massive scale. And that that typically what they do is they say that it would be very difficult to organize a campaign where people purposely went into the the polling place and misrepresented their identity. And that while that is true, I mean, there are so many other holes in the system, the number of 
dead ballots that are out there. My son, when he moved to Ohio as an adult, continued to receive a California ballot for uh, six election cycles, uh, even though he had registered in Ohio. Uh, and, and I thought this was happening on such a massive scale all over the place that in a mail-in ballot uh, year, we, we would take this issue seriously. But I kept receiving this this um, sort of um, the smart money opinion is that voter fraud can't take place in America. And it, it's most, I suppose, rabid and um, manifestation would be that someone like Liz Cheney, who actually says that, you know, uh, suspecting voter fraud is un-American or unpatriotic. And then I got to looking back at history. That's kind of my uh, wheelhouse. And I, I was re- looking at the election of Honey Fitz, uh, JFK's uh, maternal grandfather to Congress, 1918. It was so uh, rife with corruption and voter intimidation that Congress itself would not seat him. And then, you know, JFK's election itself, where, you know, Ben Bradley, the Washington Post, said that that he'd been told by one of his good friends, John Kennedy, that uh, Mayor Daley had thrown the election for him. So, so to me, it was, you know, there's enough of it that's gone on in American history in a way that made a difference in election that this should be taken far more seriously than it is. And then, then I got to read a, a great book, uh, The Dark Side of Camelot, about the Kennedy family. And basically, it painted a picture of Joe Kennedy as being somebody who, you know, thought his son could win for Congress, but he wasn't going to take any chances. He was going to buy the election. And I think of myself as, I mean, I'm, I'm a Calvinist, so I should believe in the corruption of, you know, the corrupt nature of man. But um, I, I keep thinking I've been very naive about what we're up against sometimes, that um, there are people who kind of sneer at the idea that an election should be fair, that, um, that, their values, their agenda, their quest for power is far more important than some peasant like you, Greg, having the right to uh, to weigh in in a representative republic. So I just got to thinking that conservatives have got to grow up about the nature of the evil that we're facing. And your article is even broader than just the election system, but I would, uh, I would add that when I was at the university uh, univers- uh, at Berkeley, um, believe it or not, and I, I, am, I emerged unindoctrinated, although that was, that was an earlier age than, than, than now. One of my professors of political science was an aide to Senator Hubert Humphrey, who was, after Johnson became vice president, was the Senate Democrat majority leader at that time. And he confirmed that the 1960 election was stolen. Um, president Eisenhower had urged Richard Nixon to contest the fraud, but Nixon decided and I think maybe maybe it appeared to be the right decision at the time, but ultimately wrong to let the vote fraud stand to preserve for the benefit of the country. They figured, well, that was election was just so close that we could win future elections that weren't quite so close as the nineteen as the nineteen sixty election. But ultimately, what it showed is that. You know, the lesson that was taught is the Democrats can get away with vote fraud and the Republicans won't do anything. And I found exactly the same thing that you found in talking to Republicans after the 2020 election is they were completely uninterested in doing anything about it. And I wrote an article back at that time, the strange case of the missing Republican Party. I think, well, you know, you, you would think that having the presidential election stolen and probably other elections down ballot stolen. No, no, maybe Arizona Senate races, the Michigan Senate race, probably others, it would, 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 get them, would get up their fighting spirit. And it did not. And I, I was kind of puzzled as to, well, maybe some explanations for it. It's, and I think you, kind of your article hits, it's just easier. It's, it's a survival mechanism. It's easier to get along. I got it reelected. So, mm-hmm. you know, kind of uh, like, like Winston Churchill, the, 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 the um, appeaser of somebody who hopes that the alligator lead him last. Well, it's kind of like I think the vaccine story is an interesting illustration, too, in that um, let's say that, you know, you've been planning a family reunion for three years and you perceive that you won't be able to get on that airplane without um, uh, showing your vac status. And yet you as a person have some major hesitation about signing on to a technology that has had no long term testing. 
But but in reality, what you really want to do is go to that reunion. You've been planning for it for three years, and it's going to be in uh, Daytona Beach, Florida, and you're, you know, you've worked your rear end off to pay for it. And, you know, you, you really want to go travel. You want to be part of the world. You want to trust its institutions. So it's easier to um, consign all of us who have questions to the um, essential oils category and say, uh, we're not really with the program and we, we lack legitimacy or gravitas because we're asking questions because it's just too much of a, of a psychic, I mean, a, a, a psychic strain, basically, to admit that we're part of a system that is stacked against you. I mean, um, I found myself gravitating towards all these Substack authors of very smart people, statisticians and epidemiologists uh, who are writing under aliases, but obviously well uh, versed in their field, talking about the inefficacy of, the, of this vaccine and its dangers. Uh, and yet, when you mention those to people in the know, people who, to keep their corporate job, have to get the vaccine, their only defense against that is to is to put it in the conspiracy theory basket and and ignore it. And and we we do too far too much of that. I think it's beginning to make it impossible for us to fight. We are, and in the larger context, I think that the, we are there is a cultural and political civil war underway. And um, it's, it, I mean, it's, uh, the divisions now are greater, I believe, than at the time of the shooting civil war, where the, the overwhelming cause of that was slavery. Whereas now, the, any kind of underlying culture or beliefs, I think, are, are, are largely gone. And our side, many people on our side don't want to accept that because if you accept it, then that just dis- that disrupts the whole thing. How do you go about your regular life? How do you go about going? Uh, if you're a member of Congress, I just had Jay Arbonotti at the Tea Party. Just how, you know, how can he go work with a Democrat on something if he accepts the view that they're trying to overthrow the republic? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, on, on any number of fronts, I I, I feel like um, you know I my particular experience with with this is with a number of evangelical homeschool parents who raise their children sort of a, apart from the public education system, uh, attempting to give them values, attempting to give them a worldview that was different, but then all of us realize that they weren't graduating into an economy that was anything like the evangelical homeschool world. They're, they were very good students so they got good jobs in it and they they went on to get you know college degrees and advanced degrees but in the world that they live in um they 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 simply cannot espouse the ideas that they were raised with and hope to rise you know along the corporate managerial ladder and so um you know the 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 problem is is that instead of you know gulping hard and saying you know, I will die for Christ, or I will die for the Republic, or I will uh, uh, empty myself and 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 engage in the cause. What they have to do is start questioning the beliefs that they were given, uh, turn themselves into people who believe that they were raised in cults and backwater um, ideological cesspools, so that they can justify the embracing of every new nutty idea that comes along. I mean, you how in the world, and let me use some obvious examples, but how does a rational person justify a drag queen story hour or taking children to um, a gay strip joint? I mean, there's simply no way to pretend that that has value. And, and, it, and indeed, it's, it's not only just without value, it sort of demands that honorable people say, stop this. This is insanity. And yet saying that in some circles will identify them as someone who needs to be ostracized and marginalized. And that, I mean, that, that, that's the fight that we need to begin considering because that's what keeps our compatriots from speaking sometimes. Let's take a pause here and hear from our sponsor. He always likes to have his commercials played during the show. Uh, let's hear from Ed Hoffman, the Planet Home Lending, the place to go for your real estate lending needs. Back after this. 
Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID 17022. Planet Home Lending, LLC is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. AM 590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite, i.e. Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots and the Unite, i.e. Coalition of Conservative and Patriot Groups in the Inland Empire. Today, we're pleased to have on the show Jim Riley, the owner of Riley's Farm. It's a great place to go for a family outing, for dinner. They have special shows. And I think your website is Riley'sFarm.com. Yes, indeed. And we have a great event coming up this Saturday, July 16th, Colonial Fair. We're going to have 18th century crafts, music, feasting, uh, and uh, the Patrick Henry Give Me Liberty or Give Me Death speech. Oh, yeah. I have heard Jim give his Patrick Henry speech, and it is not that I'm not sure there's a price of uh, there's no price of admission per se. But if you want to eat or you want food or things, then you then, then there is a price for that, as I understand. Uh, Colonial Fair this week uh, online, it's uh, $15 for children and $18 for adults. Um, but most of the time, yeah, we are open to the public. Uh, the grounds are open to the public. We have numerous uh, berries, strawberries, blackberries, lullaberries, mulberries for picking this Saturday. So it's a lot of fun. We're, uh, we're one of the few places that has a $5 per child activity. I think that's one of the children in the background there. You might be able to hear them, but, um, um, but uh, yeah, we're we're a very inexpensive and I think culturally superior uh, uh, alternative to Disneyland these days. So yeah, and uh, you can, you can guarantee that at Riley's Farms they are not going to try to trans your children. <laughs> nor nor will there be any any hint of the sixteen nineteen project here. So. Uh, the question in your most recent article on American greatness asked is, how bad does it have to get? And we were talking about some of the things that in, in Los Angeles, 7-Eleven has ordered or requested that their franchisees close their stores at night because of a string of robberies, which people have been murdered and shot. When was the last time that happened? Or we just we, 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 there was a incident in a bodega in New York City where uh, a woman wanted potato chips. Her EBT card had expired, so she couldn't get her free potato chips paid for courtesy of American taxpayers. So she w- she left in a huff and was angry. And her uh, her boyfriend or whatever the relationship is came in and attacked and started beating up the elderly worker of the at the bodega who, in self defense, pulled out a knife and stabbed him. And of course, what happened was the woke. Marxist DA in in New York charged the uh, the man with uh, who sta- who defended himself with with murder. Uh, you see this that was happening in the in the with, with children and being trans and being confused into things. And there was just a an example of this. A oh, woman tweets out on on December thirtieth of twenty one. Uh, they bought, they bought out her name, but you know her tagline or tweet is "trans people and the allies who support them." And she says, "My daughter, seven years old, was extremely excited to receive these books. They're entitled Jack, not Jackie, and Mary wears what she wants." And she has the hashtags: hashtag allies, hashtag be the change. Well, one month later, same woman tweets out. Uh, I, I need some advice. My daughter, seven years old, came to me. She thinks she wants to be a boy. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, and she concludes, 
So I'm a tad insecure that I've done something to confuse my kid. Do you think? And you, you, you mentioned and you mentioned this, and this is this is happening all across the country in the government run schools, in the culture. They are deliberately and intentionally confusing the children. And then they get them on these hormone blockers, the puberty blockers and the sex change hormones. And they are. Chemically and surgically sterilizing and mutilating children. Yeah, I, I call it well, I call it the hey dummy age of the Holy Spirit. You know, it's as though God is saying, look at how bad does it have to get before you speak against this nonsense? A very liberal woman in Colorado, um, I think I believe her name is Erin Lee. She had a daughter who was in art uh, class and um, uh, they, they called it an art club after school, but it was really an LGBTQ um, uh, secret society, basically, with outside consultants who asked 12-year-old girls if they were uncomfortable with their bodies. And what 12-year-old girl is a little bit uncomfortable with their body? And that was so, somehow a sign that they needed to consider transgender surgery. Though that, so that this, is, this indoctrination and potential referrals to doctors was all done without parental knowledge. And uh, when the parents complained about it, these are liberal uh, Democratic governor voting uh, parents. They said, well, we just have to do this so they feel safe. In other words, um, a trans student can only feel safe if every other student is being recruited to accept that identity. But that is such manifest insanity that if we don't speak out against that in our families, at the Thanksgiving table, uh, at work, uh, around pe- people who are going to be made uncomfortable by that, by that idea, uh, then we're going to lose this war. We have got to be put on an ideological war footing uh, if we're ever going to win the war in the, in the, at the polling place. Oh, and it's not just the polling place. Our problems far transcend government. Um, and I said back at the time, and I think it bore me out, is that in, t- in 2017, when the Republicans had the presidency, the House, and the Senate. We were still losing because of these cultural issues. And as Andrew Breitbart told us, culture is upstream of politics. And I'm particularly, I'm going to come back to something you said in the first segment, is that homeschool parents, that they've done everything they can, they do good church, good solid Christian foundation, you know, what, what the Bible actually says, not what um, what we might want it to say, um, or it's just, you know, kind of this feel good Christianity, everybody, you know, we're all, I'm okay, you're okay, uh, type of, of, of Christianity. And when they get out in the real world, that just, that just all falls away. And I don't fully understand that. I can see the people, when I went to college, it was a liberal place, but it wasn't oppressively liberal. Is there was no there would be no way they would move me in what I believe because I understood what I believed and why I believed it. I think a lot of the young people get there and they don't know what they believe and why they believe it, and they're easily persuaded. But I find disturbing, and maybe you can illuminate in our next one minute and twenty seconds, and we'll carry it over after the break. Is how when you have the best possible homeschooling value in, in teaching good values, teaching Christianity as it's written in the Bible, and it, and it falls away once the cho- many of these children become young adults and meet the real world. Well, they're really, I mean, they're upping the game. They're saying not only um, do you not get to disagree, you won't get a job if you disagree. You won't get a bank account if you disagree. You won't get a social media account if you disagree. You don't get to participate in the world. You don't get to go to Disneyland unless you're this high to ride the rides, but you also don't get to go to Disneyland if you don't have your Vax Pass. At some point, um, uh, our children are rightfully saying, I want to live. I want to have a life. I want to participate in all the benefits that Western capitalism has created. But apparently the corporations, I think we're living under fascism now, are saying um, that's not going to be the case. I was watching Instagram for the Bon Appetit magazine. Every other article was about LGBTQ bars. I mean, not, nothing about Coco Van, uh, just about uh, where you could find an LGBTQ bar. This is absolutely absurd. And that's where we are. And how bad does it have to get? And after the break, maybe we're going to get you. We'll get you to ask your thoughts on. Okay, once you accept that, now what should we do? Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending LLC, and host of the main event. 
Heard Weekends right here on AM590 The Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just needed extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID 17022. Planet Home Lending, LLC is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision. The kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590. The answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, followed closely by your friendly neighborhood radio talk show host, where, like Rush Limbaugh, my talent is on loan from God, albeit the microloan department. I'm pleased to have, we're pleased to have on the show uh, Jim Riley, the owner of Riley's Farms. They have great family entertainment and, and, and history up there. They have a colonial fair this weekend. This is we broadcast Saturday. Was, is it going on Sunday as well? No, it is Saturday, July 16th. Okay. Um, well, you missed, if, if you're listening to this at four o'clock on Saturday, you missed a terrific event, but Riley's Farm is still a great place to take the family. They have other activities and dinners in the evening, and uh, they can you pick apples or berries depending on the season. Wonderful place, and it deserves our support, not only because it's great in and of itself, but because we need to support our own and our own businesses in this climate. We're talking about a couple of articles that Jim wrote on AmericanGreatness.com, great source of uh, opinion and, and news. And the two articles were How Bad Does It Have to Get and Projecting Virtue Where None Exists. So if we can get if we could get our people to recognize that we are in this political and cultural civil war and recognize that we're losing that political and cultural civil war. I mean, we'll be even if the Republicans get control of the Congress this fall, because our problems are so much greater than just politics. So in your view, and I meant it's hard to come up with a comprehensive strategy to save the Republic, but what would you envision of how we go about winning that political and cultural civil war? Well, the first thing I think we have to remember is that we've suffered from at least 70 years of bad theology in America. At one time, Christianity was heavily dominionist, meaning that Jesus wasn't just Lord of your salvation. He was actually Lord of the universe. He was the great high magistrate, the great high king on his throne right now. Matthew 28, all authority in heaven and on earth has been given unto me. That used to be the message from American pulpits for the first 150 years of our history, which is that. We needed to go forward, manifest destiny. We needed to bring civilization where civilization did not exist. We needed to end the bloodletting that went on top of the Aztec temples and the child sacrifice that went on uh, and ritual um, uh, torture and human sacrifice that went on among North American Indians. Um, uh, we, we benefit enormously by Native American culture, but all of us pre-Christian, my ancestors were Druids. They were not friendly people. Celts were not uh, beautifully nice and wonderful Pixar characters. They were bloody savages. So when when we talk about culture, we have to not apologize for the value of Christian civilization. We have to say, no, we didn't destroy or corrupt or oppress. We gave you literacy. We gave you private property. We gave you unalienable rights. So you never never apologize for progress. That's the first thing. And if your theology 
doesn't preach that. If your theology is uh, obsessed with a second coming where you get to be raptured out of all of your problems, then I think that the Jesus you meet at the great white throne is not going to be pleased with your efforts. He didn't give you all these problems here on earth to solve so that you could say, I was just waiting to be taken back to you, Jesus. Um, and that was not the spirit of Paul, Saul of Tarsus. That was not the spirit of any of the original apostles. They preached relentlessly that the Romans 13 magistrate was a servant of God who had to do good, who had to punish evil and reward the good. And we're taught that in precisely the opposite fashion. I mean, John MacArthur's a great guy. I appreciate that recently he's uh, opposed the state of California and the city of the county of Los Angeles. But he's, he's, he's reaping what he sows. He's preached that we lose in this world. And that is not the truth. We have 2,000 years of Christian victory. None of, none of the people who are advocating social justice in California would want to live in a pre-Christian California. I can assure you they would not want to live uh, among the kind of atrocities that existed prior to the arrival of Christ. So I always think that theology is the first thing, cultures upstream of uh, politics. And so I think you need to get your theology right. You need to be in a church that's preaching political activism. If they're not preaching political activism, they are probably not a Christian church. I don't care if you've been going there for four generations. You need to get support a pastor who will fight with you. That's the first thing. The second thing is we have to remember that Normandy, uh, the Battle of Normandy was not won by one guy being sacrificed up against the pillbox. You need to send up multiple soldiers who overcome them. And so when we see somebody um, who's paying an, an enormous price for their battle, we need to get everybody in. Everybody needs to demand school boards not fire people for their political speech. We need to demand that public agencies don't get to enforce groupthink. And we need to do it in such numbers that they can't ignore us, that, that we're more of a headache than we're worth. So um, I because I hear this, I, I've been very public and I paid the price. My, my business was um, hit hard by cancel culture. And a lot of conservatives would tell me, including Local political Republican leaders, Jim, we just need to be quiet and courteous and, and silent, and perhaps we'll get our way, you know. And, uh, and I, I just have to ask, how's that working out? How has uh, 60 years of Bob Michael-style friendly bipartisan Republicanism worked? It, it doesn't work. Uh, we need to get as angry and as committed as our opposition. That's number two. I think number three is that... Um, we need to band together and create our own economies and our own institutions so that there is a safe fortress for people um, who want to live a different life, um, who want to go to the square dance and dance with a girl instead of uh, the local trans, you know, who, who want to be able to uh, sing God Bless America without apologizing for it. Uh, we named our place Colonial Chesterfield at Riley's Farm. <laughs> I had no idea years ago that the word colonial itself would be vilified. And we can't let them play with the language. Once they take a word, we have to take it back. And I would add, related to that, don't accept their premises. So often we accept their premises, for example, small example, but, but illustrative. The Republican governor, gubernatorial candidate for the fall, Brian Dolly, who, by the way, Newsom spent millions of dollars of advertising to promote Brian Dolly to get him as as Newsom's opponent. But he, he gave an interview, and part of it was good. He, he tried to focus on issues that might have a broader appeal, crime, homelessness, energy prices, and things would actually would, uh, affect directly the working men and women uh, of California. But then, he's, then he goes and he says, well, I'm not one of those extreme Republicans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. I, you, 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 buy, you buy into their premises. On a larger sense, you buy when the um, board, County Board of Supervisors in San Marino County adopted this uh, resolution that uh, racism is a public health crisis. They buy into the systemic racism. The Redlands School Board did a similar resolution. The city of Redlands did a similar resolution, and they buy into that premise of that there's this systemic racism that you really can't find direct evidence of, but it's holding down, it's holding down the quote minorities, unquote, or climate change for decades. 
human-caused climate change is this cataclysm. It's a catastrophe. It's existential. <laughs> and by and large, with few exceptions, our people do not push back on that, and they keep repeating and repeating and repeating it. And there's other examples, but we have to, we can't never accept their premises or supposed facts. Yeah, I, I think you have to put on your icon bashing cap. You have to say, wow, these ideas seem precious and sacred to people. So as polite conservatives and Christians, we tend to, to um, be very ginger with the, with those ideas. But, but for example, we went on a wine bus tour up in uh, San Luis Obispo recently, and the driver of the bus uh, was talking about how the drought you know, must be a uh, product of uh, uh, climate change. And I said, you know, if you actually read the science on this, you look at the, the tree rings, the sequoia tree rings, you, you realize that California is subject to massive uh, century-long droughts and that we may even be in a very wet period, you know. The, 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 the idea of climate changes all the time, but the idea that we're responsible for it or that we need to go back to the 8th century, uh, AOC's version of uh, the Green New Deal in order to, to remedy it, I, I don't think that's sane. And, and I, I got the sense that this driver was just scandalized that anybody, anybody would question the, the reality of man-made climate change. But I think you have to have a little fun with it. You have to say, Hey, you know, I was in a cult too at one time in my life and I got out of the cult and it really feels great out here. I mean, it's that you can think, you can have a disagreement, you can, uh, you can put up your hypothesis and test it. Um, and, and you really ought to think about getting out of that cult you're in, you know, and, um, and, and so you, you have to have, you have to adopt a combative stance. And I, I, I look at, you know, the very first, uh, when Trump first announced, I didn't know who he was. I didn't really know what he stood for. But when then I saw him begin his rhetoric, I thought, this guy knows what all the people know, but that their mainstream politicians won't say. And that he, whatever you think of Trump, you need to take a page out of his book on that front. You need, need to get at those issues that the people are thinking about and not be too afraid to speak about them. Um, I remember when he came in, the border was, you know, going back to, I think it was Bennett and, um, uh, was it um, a couple of Reagan advisors who shut down 189 in California? It was it was considered the smart thing to do to not talk about border politics among Republicans. But I think he tapped into a, a huge reservoir of both Democrats and Republicans who said, "Look, I, I, you're killing me with taxes. It is. Do, do, do I really have to give my means to anybody who walks illegally over that border?" Uh, and and Trump was brave enough to to bring up that issue. And and I think he struck a chord. Well, and the uh, the the experience is that, uh, and the polling data shows, and the voting results show that um, the uh, again in in Jill Biden's words, the quote breakfast tacos unquote do not favor illegal immigration or open borders. <laughs> yeah, I, um, I, I was. Thinking about that breakfast taco, I was asking my 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 wife. I said, I, I don't even know what she was attempting to say here. I, I, I it was it seemed like it was written by an intern fresh out of college who hadn't learned the improper mixed metaphors or something. It was it was really horrendously bad. I, I've noticed that I mean, there's a, a lack of the ability to write among young college graduates and and at every level. I think uh, I keep looking around and saying, you know, where did the grownups go? Um, so, yeah, I guess part of the dumbing down, there was a professor at uh, Cal State Hayward, and he he wrote, and I don't have the quote right in front of me, but I'll, give, I'll be close with it. And this, they were trying to implement this ethnic studies requirement at the at the university. And he says, we're graduating students who can't do basic algebra when that's supposedly a prerequisite for getting into. Mm-hmm. The, the Cal yeah. State system, and we're graduating students who can't write a paragraph, never mind a paper. Um, and then, and then, and then I so some months or years, like years later, I, there was a I read an Orwell quote that says, "If you can't write well, you can't think well, and if you can't think well, others will think for you." I think that's true. I think that. Um... Um, I think uh, someone was mentioning the other day that I'm to Sinclair, and this is paraphrasing, but 
Um, you, you're going to have difficulty talking a man out of an opinion if his living depends on him keeping it. That too. And, um, and I think that that's, that's probably the more pernicious problem we're up, there, up against. I, I, I sense that people can still think, can still write, can still turn over ideas in their heads, but they, they really can't um, take a stand against how they fill their bellies. It, it's a very, very difficult. It's one of the miracles of the American Revolution is that that Tidewater gentry in Virginia had every reason not to participate in the revolution. They had so much to lose. And when, when wealthy men, when men of means actually commit to losing everything they have, it's what's so touching about those words, our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor. Um, that is so rare in history. It's a shame that we're not teaching it. I, I think, getting back to this critical race thing uh, theory, is that I thought it was so nutty in college when I heard it for the first time. I'm sorry, you're raising your hand. I, I, I am because we are, we're past time for a commercial. We'll, okay. let, you, we'll, right. we'll let you continue finish your thought on the other side of the break after this word from a sponsor that's returning to our show, um, All-Star Collision. Um, and it's always been the favorite part of my show because their tagline is the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to Unite IE Radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen. Pleased to be visiting with uh, Jim Riley of Riley's Farms and Riley'sFarms.com. You have great family entertainment and historical reenactments and food up there. So check that out. And uh, Jim is a great patriot. So as he said, we were talking about the strategy for the cultural and political civil war. Part of it is supporting our own. I interrupted you before the commercial break as we needed to get one in this this half of the show. Um, continue with your thought. Oh, well, just that um, the, the genius of critical race theory is that there's not a person on this planet. If, if you're given a victim narrative, you know, if, you, if you're told by someone in authority, you really have been oppressed. And there's a reason why you're not you don't have the pool in your backyard you don't have two cars you don't have a vacation home uh you need all those things and you you can't get them because you're the victim of systemic racism now i can guarantee you that asian culture jewish culture um does not achieve what it does in america uh by subscribing to that reality that the the fact is that those cultures value scholarship they value risk taking they value discipline they value um credentials and and as a result they do very well and instead of learning from those cultures what we're being asked to do is steal from those cultures and i i think that it, it's tremendously sad because the the american way of life actually does create so much enormous wealth. I mean, I, I think some of the panhandlers and Redlands actually probably do better than I do uh, because um, there's so much wealth in our society. I mean, I, I'm surprised we've actually surprised that we've actually survived the commie virus and the supply chain problems and Joe Biden's shutting down oil fields because the, the, the fact is that there's enormous resilience in capitalism. And we should begin teaching that. We should have high school classes that teach the abject failure of communism so kids can see the kind of misery of the Great Leap Forward where Chinese families had to train children so they wouldn't have to eat their own children. It's, it's, a, it's such, to anyone reading the history, it's so obvious, but we're not, we're not conveying that message. I think we need to. Well, absolutely. And it's not conveyed for, for a reason. Uh, you know, Venezuela, where people have lost, you know, this is a couple of years ago, I read, read that uh, people have lost an average of 20 pounds because there just wasn't enough food from a nation that has a, abundant oil reserves and was really in the transition into becoming a, a wealthy country before they made the, they made the mistake of, of electing a socialist who then 
corrupted the election system and transitioned it into a into a, into a, a one party state. And then Colombia just did the same thing. Notwithstanding yeah. the example of Venezuela next door, they did the exact same thing. And, and, and you know, you, I look at a guy like Joe Biden, and I think, how in the world can Joe Biden? Uh, not absolutely fall in love with the state. He's been a creature of the state his whole life. He's been able to sell his influence to make his family very wealthy. You know, I mean, even some of our friends across uh, the Inland Empire, they've had very lucrative civil servant jobs, and they don't see why it's not possible for everyone. But they forget to remember that those civil servant jobs are paid for poor little Jim Riley paid for by poor little Jim Riley's out here who have to come up with $42,000 a year in property taxes just to keep his property. You know, that our unfended pension liability accounts are so enormous, but it's, but it's basically fueled by capitalism. It's not fueled by socialism. Yep. In our remaining time, I want to transition to we have an upcoming election. And I think we've, as we've discussed, our problems far transcends just elected politics and getting the right people into office. But that's important because they make laws and those laws have have real effect. Uh, And fraudulent elections, of course, have uh, consequences, too, as we've seen. What are you focusing on, if anything, in terms of your supporting, how you're going to spend your time, any money that you're going to contribute for in this upcoming election? Uh, You know, I typically do what Redlands Tea Party uh, voting guide asked me to do, because I I, I am basically an upstream warrior. I'm a cultural warrior, theological warrior. Primarily, I hope that that what people like I say will will translate into political action and, and to change the kind of candidates who are available to us. When I saw what Charlie Munger did to people uh, running for Congress years ago, the kind of million dollar hate campaigns that they put up against real Republicans um, and, and the, the, the kind of disdain traditional Republicans feel for Donald Trump. I mean, I even tried to see if the Republican Party was going to throw a party for Donald Trump years ago when he was elected and no one was making any plans. I thought, you know, that that's a very difficult system to work within. I, I vote for the best candidate I can get. And I encourage everyone else I mean, to remember We've had these Supreme Court victories this summer because someone they thought was compromised, Donald Trump, won. He was the only Republican to fulfill more or less his obligation to get constitutional judges on the court. We would not have that had had that victory had we been total purists in terms of who we elected. I think you should be far more of a purist about the pastor you choose to teach your kids than you should be about the, the guy you elect to Congress. Absolutely. I think there's another thing that's coming up and maybe the one could be really, really significant. And it's also important, certainly on a moral level, and that's the Democrats have put on the ballot State Constitutional Amendment 10. And it will legalize abortion from the moment of conception to the moment of birth. Now, this is radical, extreme, and evil, but they also may have overreached. And I, th- I think this can be beaten. And if, if, if we focus on and, ra- and the pastors will rally and rally their, rally their congregants to focus on late-term abortion, since it's their initiative, their amendment, we don't need to defend no abortion from the moment of conception. That's not on the ballot. What is on the ballot is legalized abortion at eight months and 29 and a half days. Yeah, and try to get if, if your pastor is not speaking out on this and encouraging you to get involved and vote against this good indication that you should be looking for another pastor. Exactly. I mean, I, I've, I've been saying this for seven or eight years is that um, when Jack Hibbs came along and, and really, I think, paid the price among even some of his colleagues for being uh, unabashedly, unashamedly political. If Jesus really is king, then he's over all these politicians we elect. And and I, I so appreciated guys like Jack Hibbs, uh, Jeff Durbin in Phoenix, Doug Wilson up in Idaho. You need to get in that network of pastors, dominionist pastors, who will fight um, for the rights of you and your children. 
And, and more importantly, remember that we don't worship a God who doesn't believe in justice. You can't give the Ten Commandments without simultaneously decreeing rights that flow from those commandments. And so if you have a false God, get rid of that false God. That The God that we worship is a God of victory and justice. And my, my prayer is that people will take that seriously. As you mentioned before, coming up to this point, we had, there were 2,000 years of, of Christian victory, not only sometimes, sometimes with a sword against a scimitar, but a, a victory more so in terms of ideology and belief and advocacy in spreading the word of Jesus Christ around, around the world. That's all the time we have this week. Thank you so much, Jim, for being on the show and your, your words and everything you're doing for the cause as a culture warrior. And get up there and see Riley's Farms. It's a great place to take the family. Tune in next week for another exciting edition. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman, branch manager of Planet Home Lending, LLC, and host of the main event. Heard weekends right here on AM590 The Answer. I'm sure by now you've heard interest rates have jumped up over the last few months, but so have home values. So what does that mean to you? If you're carrying a bunch of credit card debt, or you don't have money to pay your tax bill, or just need extra money to fill up your gas tank, now may be the perfect time to do a cash-out refinance to consolidate those bills or get some extra funds in your bank account while your equity is so high before rates get any worse. If you or your spouse are 62 years or older, Higher values make reverse mortgages that didn't work before work now. To see how we can make the numbers work for you, call me toll-free at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Planet Home Lending logo. Ed Hoffman, Retail Branch Manager, NMLS ID 9921, Branch NMLS ID 2275209. Planet Home Lending, LLC, NMLS ID 17022. Planet Home Lending, LLC is an equal housing lender and licensed by the California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act. AM 590, the answer. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.